How exercise helps ease depression. In some cases, exercise can be as effective as a drug when it comes to easing depression. And here's how it works. Exercise helps reduce cortisol, your body's stress hormone. Why is that a good thing? Too much cortisol can trigger or aggravate your depression. Exercise stimulates your body's production of natural mood enhancers. These endorphins, which some athletes refer to as runner's high, create the feeling of optimism and relaxation. And you don't have to go high impact to reap the benefits. Consistent low impact exercise like walking, gardening, or swimming prompts the release of proteins called neurotrophins. They help nerve cells grow and form new connections. This improvement in brain function makes you feel better. The hippocampus can shrink in people with long-term severe depression. This is the part of your brain responsible for memories and emotion. Exercise can promote nerve growth in that part of your brain, which may help ease your depression. Exercise also pumps up dopamine in your brain's reward system, which helps increase the pleasure we get from being around other people. This ups your chances of making more connections and strengthening relationships. Another way we can remember it is another mnemonic. You might have heard of this one, big fast. Again, three or more of these or four or more if it's an irritable mood. So again, D for distractibility or distractible. I for irresponsibility or indiscretion. G for grandiosity. F for flight of ideas. A for activity that is increased. S for sleep that is decreased and T for talkative. So again, we need three or more of these big fast criteria for an episode of mania. So you can use either one of these mnemonics. I would suggest you pick one of these that you find is easier to remember for you, and then you can use these to help you diagnose a manic episode. So now that we can diagnose a manic episode, what is a hypomanic episode? A hypomanic episode is simply a manic episode that is shorter in duration. So the criteria A and B that we talked about before is all met, but the duration of all those criteria is only between four to seven days, as opposed to a manic episode, which is greater than seven days. Another important aspect of a hypomanic episode is that the hypomanic episode does not cause a significant impairment in daily functioning. So there's no significant impairment in social, academic, or occupational functioning. And another aspect that is required for it to be a hypomanic episode is that the episode does not require hospitalization. Remember when we talked about criteria A before, as soon as they are hospitalized for their episode and their symptoms, they automatically are deemed to have a manic episode. And this hypomanic episode has no psychotic features. If it has psychotic features, it is a manic episode or could be part of another type of disorder. So what is bipolar 1 disorder? Bipolar 1 disorder is a disorder that has at least one episode of mania that has occurred. This excludes possibly medication or drug-related causes of the manic episode or other conditions that may have caused a manic-type episode like schizoaffective disorder. If there's hospitalization due to manic symptoms, this is, again, a bipolar 1 disorder. And if there's any psychotic symptoms associated with manic symptoms, this is a bipolar 1 disorder as well. And important note here is that a bipolar 1 disorder does not necessarily require a past episode of a major depressive disorder, although most cases they do have episodes of major depressive disorder as well. Now, bipolar 2 disorder, what's the difference? So bipolar 2 disorder has at least one episode of hypomania. 
and at least one episode of major depression. So the difference here is that bipolar 1 disorder has at least one episode of mania. Bipolar 2 disorder has at least one episode of hypomania, and it has to have at least one episode of major depression. That's the difference with these two conditions. So I'm just going to quickly talk about what major depressive disorder is. If you want more information, please check out my lesson on that topic. So I'm just going to quickly talk about the symptoms of the major depressive disorder. So we use the mnemonic MSIGI-CAPS to help us remember the criteria for a major depressive disorder. So MSIGI-CAPS, M stands for mood that is low, S for sleep disturbances, I for interest loss, G for guilt, E for energy low, C for concentration difficulties, A for appetite changes, P for psychomotor retardation, and S for suicidality. And we need five or more of those, and we must have the M component, so mood that is low, and or the I component, interest loss. And we need all of these more days than not for at least two weeks in order to have a major depressive disorder. And there's other criteria as well, but that's the summary of major depressive disorder. So if you want more information, please check out my lesson on that topic. So we need at least one episode of hypomania and at least one episode of major depression. This is Sam Vaughn for Sam's Sports Report. The main difference between bipolar 1 and bipolar 2 disorder lies in the severity of the main episodes. Caused by each person, a person with bipolar 2 will experience a full manic episode, while a person with bipolar 2 will experience only a hypomanic episode, a period that lasts severe than a full this difference is it's less severe than a manic episode. But you know what I said about less severe. I hope you enjoyed those two videos. Let's start out with basketball. The Warriors have even the series at two, even though Boston may be the better team. I'm not so sure of that. That's what the experts say. I think with the good players that the Warriors have, Stephon Curry, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry had about, about 40 points. He may have had a little more. Clay Thompson has definitely been streaky. Last night was a good streaky game. First overall, former freshman Kansas Jayhawk Andrew Wiggins, who left, was one and done at Kansas. That means he goes from college to the NBA and after one season. Andrew Wiggins scored 17 points and had six rebounds, which is a career high. That happened for the first time in the NBA Finals since Nate Subbed in 1967. Clay Thompson finished with 40. Stephen Curry finished 43. Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, and Otto Porter and Draymond Green combined for 39 points. Curry is the oldest player to outscore the rest of his teammates in the final game since Michael Jordan in Game Six of 1988. Game Five is Monday night at tip is at eight. Oh wait, tip is at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, and 7 p.m. Mountain Time. The NHLers of Game 6 will be the Lightning and the New York Rangers. Leading the Pimp Bay Lightning in points is Steven Stamoskis. Leading the Lightning in assist is Victor Hedman. Leading the Basilevsky. Basilevsky was the best goalie in the game. For the Rangers, Arden 
Pernod, who missed fourth in points in the NHL. The leader in points is Chris Keidler. Remember, both brother-in-laws know more about hockey, so you might want to go to them about hockey. But if I had to pick, I would take the Lightning based on their two NHL championships in a row and the fact that they are playing at home. If it was in New York, I might... Game time is set for 7 o'clock and 6 p.m. Mountain time and 7 p.m. Central time. MLB, Cubs, sometimes my second favorite team or third favorite team. I go back and forth. The Cardinals are my second fifth favorite team and third favorite team. So You're supposed to cheer for not the Cardinals and Cubs, but, but I choose to because they're not my favorite team. They're my second and third favorite team. The Royals, who may stink but always number one in my heart. But we have to start with the Cardinals since they have the best record. The Cardinals took game one last night, two to zero. It will be game three. The Cubs will play the Yankees tonight, trying to even up the series. The Cubs lost in 13 innings, in 13 innings, two to one. The Royals have won three in a row for the first time in all season. The Royals three to zero lead, but it's now four three. Orioles before Daniel Lynch got out, he gave up a three-run blast, which made it four to three Orioles. One over the White Sox, eleven-seven final in ten. The White Sox won last night's game, eight to three. The White Sox will have. John Gray will go for the Rangers tomorrow. Today, Yahoo Sports wrote an article on saying the White Sox should fire Tony La Russa. This is Sam Vaughn for Sam's Sports Report and Sam's Mental Health Day and Sam's Exercise and Bipolar Day. This is Sam Vaughn. All right, you guys, let's listen up. We won a game yesterday, and if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. So let's see some hustle, let's jack it up a little. I got a feeling things are about to turn around for us. <laughs> 